the from page to screen. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, sorry, I'm about a minute late. I decided at the last minute to just move my computer base unit because my internet was slow. So That's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Always the case. And then you always move your desk and you find out one of your cables just isn't quite long enough where it needs to be. So you've got to faff around <laughs> with it again. Always one of the reasons I always buy long cables. Well, I started doing that now. I've got extension cables for USBs, I've got extension cables for audio, but I haven't really got any extension cables for the, the power thing. So, but I sorted it out very quickly. Uh, How are you guys? I've sent over a power tower. Oh, no, I've got a power tower. Yeah, I got that. It's just, you know, you know, when you decide to move something at 10 to 8 because you think my internet's slower than it should be <laughs> um, yeah. and I don't want to screw up a podcast. That kind of uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, how the heck are you guys? Rob first. Okay, I'm uh, I'm very good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm all right. How are you, Bob? I'm pretty good as well. Good. Made it halfway through the week. Because uh, it's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, I totally. I've still not got used to days of the week. Yep, lose track of time easily. <laughs> pretty much. I'm looking forward to Easter anyway. So that's that's good. That's coming up in a couple of months. So. That's all right, isn't it? <laughs> so Why are you looking forward to Easter? I don't know. It's just I thought it was something. It's awful. just a good saying. Yeah, it was something I thought would sound funny, but clearly it didn't. So you know, it's only twenty weeks off. <laughs> it is indeed, isn't it? <laughs> so it's uh, who, who's who is going to put up their Christmas tree first? Uh, you guys, when's yours going up, Bob? Uh, mine will probably go beginning of December. Yeah, I'm thinking about that for me. What about you, Rob? Yours already up, isn't it? I bet. Uh, no, it can't be. Uh, Thanksgiving hasn't arrived yet. Um, yeah. But as soon as Thanksgiving uh, um, comes and goes, then I'm sure our tree will be up. But so, won't you kind of get turkeyed out? Oh, you can never, ever get turkeyed out. Oh, you can't. Unless you're Stuart and you've given up meat. Yes. Oh, no, you can be turkeyed out. Yeah, this, I mean, this is one of the things. I, I apologise to your missus. I will say this now. But I was having a discussion with um, a good friend of mine who is like one of the butchers that I go to, mm-hmm. and we were discussing Christmas, mm-hmm. and we were basically saying about turkeys, and a turkey at Christmas isn't UK traditional, it's no. US traditional, yeah. and it's come over. UK traditional is to have a big joint of beef or something like that. Mm. Really? So, See, yeah. I always, I always, so what was Christmas like? Because, you know, Rob's the young pup of this bunch. So, you know, Rob doesn't get a say. But maybe he does. Maybe he does in a minute. But, <laughs> but so me and you, I remember turkey being at Christmas. Uh, oh, yeah. When I was but a kid you think Scotland about it. Why not? They brought turkeys over after, well, I believe they did anyway, after finding America. So prior to that, you had many, many years where what was a turkey? Oh, God, me, even you, me, don't remember those days. So, you know. Well, I've studied them. But. <laughs> it's studied them, yeah. I, I thought you were I wasn't sort of, alive then, honestly. I thought you were insinuating, <laughs> insinuating like, you know, before 1980, we all had... I don't remember that. I, mean, I remember oh. the, the main meals in Scotland were turkey for Christmas and haggis for January. Obviously, yeah, Robert Burns, Burns and stuff like that. So, so you could get haggis out pretty quick. Um, and eh, turkey out, possibly. But to be fair, though, you have like... I mean, I, I don't. I probably won't this year. But generally, it was turkey for the, the main meal on Christmas. And then for the next three weeks after that, your turkey sandwiches. And turkey curry. Turkey and curry. Turkey, and turkey cereal. And yeah. you know, turkey smoothies. And all sorts. Yeah. yeah you could never... Um, 
So what what was Christmas dinner like for you, Rob? I'm guessing always turkey as well, I would have thought. Always turkey, yeah. Um, you know, turkey, you know, back to, to the days of uh, doing Christmas at my nan's house. Then it was turkey with um, sausages, um, moving kind of more to the present. Then it's um, turkey with a, a pigs in blankets mini. And anybody listening to this episode, for the love of God, we are not doing a Christmas episode, but it's just, you know, this is the way the thing works. But so, uh, How long until it becomes turkey with turkey sausages? I think it's already a thing, and isn't it? turkey stuffing. It's already a thing. I, I believe Mr. Trump is already stocking up on turkey for his long siege uh, in his new house before, before he finalises the COVID experience where he gets sick, loses his job and gets evicted, which uh, is, is pretty much two for three at the minute, but the third one's coming. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. So last week we had a good old rant, or I did, and, and you guys kind of joined it as well. So this week we're going to try and do a little bit more positive, honest. So uh, I like your optimism. I, I'm going to try. I'm going to exactly. Well, I'm going to try and do a podcast about escapism. Oh. So that's always a fun thing. So this can be during lockdown. This could be the past week. This could be escapisms in general. So Bob, wh- when do you need to mentally escape, and how do you mentally escape, and what do you run to? Oh, I mean, I've I've been doing escapism all my life, virtually. <laughs> Same. I'm, I mean. It's literally a case of my major go-tos are, of course, books. Um, you know, you open a book, you basically open a doorway to another world. Mm-hmm. You know, you basically f- forget what's going on. You know, if you've got problems, read a book. You know, um, second option would be to watch a film or something like that. Because, yep. again, if you get a good film, you know, it, it's pure escapist fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I play role-playing games and computer games. Again, major thing on escapism there. Uh, going back to when I was younger, I used to do a lot of live-action role-play. So you get dressed up and you do escapism. Yes. <laughs> um, I do the murder mysteries. I've acted in them. I've been to them and solved them. Again, escapism. I've been to yeah. one of them. You took me to one of those many, many years ago, and it was fun. <laughs> it felt a bit weird for me because it's like, okay, this isn't real, but it kind of because that was the first time I'd ever experienced one. But it it looked like a hell of a lot of fun, and everybody was getting well into it, including oh, you because yeah. you solved it. So as to be, <laughs> but I was I enjoyed being a spectator at stuff like that, just watching how this different world that I've never seen worked, and watching all these people dressed up, which is always fun. It's one of those things. I think if you ever went to another. Mm. You know, you've experienced the first one, so you sort of know what to expect. So I think you'd probably yeah. get a bit more involved on. Yeah, like, I, think, I think I would. I think I would. But I've still got. I found all the photos from that. Oh, that'd um, be epic. So I've still got. I don't know if you lost all of those or not on one of your computer hard drives. But if you haven't, I will send it them all to you. Would have been. It would have been on the uh, the laptop that went foop well, and had well, the head crash. Over the next couple of days, you will get a, a wee transfer file from me with all those pictures that I've got. Oh, in there. There's, there's, there's several dozen of them, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, basically, that's my kind of thing for escapism. You know, I've. I mean, I got into reading at the age of about. 10 yeah you know reading seriously and i've not looked back <laughs> you haven't. and i that's one thing i envy about you is your ability to just bury yourself in a book 
I tend to read like a paragraph here and a paragraph there and maybe a chapter. Of the, so that's why it, you know, it takes me a year to read, a, not quite a year, <laughs> but it'll take me a good old three, four months to read a book. Not because I'm a slow reader. It's just because I, I don't find it as easy to bury myself yeah. in, in a book as you do. So I am, again, uh, I'm extremely envious of that. I would probably say that that is because I started early and I know that your childhood wasn't exactly an easy one. No, hence the need for escapism in mine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was me with escapism in a a, a broad term. Yeah. So yeah. That's and what mine. are some of your? Have you got a certain set of TV shows or films where you they, they become like your nannies? So you go, oh, I need like a cinematic hug. I'm going to put yep. on X Y Z. If so, what are they? Everyone has what we've termed before in other podcasts, feel-good films. Yeah. These are your ones that you've watched three, four, five, six times or even more, yet you'll still go back to when the chips are down and you just think, I need something to just take my mind off everything. And, you know, you just put them on and, you know, you escape. Um, for me, I mean, one of my favorites has got to be gone in 60 seconds with Nicolas Cage, which is an, un- do you not think if somebody else was to tell you that that's my feel good escapism film, you go, that's an unusual choice. And it is an unusual choice. Oh, yeah. It's a damn good film, but it's not well, generally, if I was to, uh, to try and guess what yours were without knowing it, I don't think if you gave me a hundred guesses, I don't think I would pick that one out. Oh no. But I mean, just to kind of put that into perspective, um, my ex-wife, her feel-good film of escapism that she'd go to, as you are aware, is <laughs> Panic Room. Yeah, because I think, you know, you look at Panic Room, which is about violence, um, breaking into somebody's house, trying to kill them, and, and hmm. you know, people getting burned in the face. I think it is. it does make you feel good when you watch that Yeah, film. pure escapism. <laughs> yeah, pure escapism puts a smile on your face. Now, that is a very unusual choice yeah. for, uh, for a feel-good film. So, I mean, basically, that's one. I love things like um, The Last Samurai is another one that I'll put on. Dances with Wolves. Um, Coming up to Christmas time, one of my favorite ones is Polar Express. Yes. You know, that's another real good escapist kind of one. Um, Kelly's Heroes is a good one. Um, Allies, but I wouldn't exactly call it feel good. No, I mean, I think <laughs> Allies, I, I think I've only seen like three times. But it is one of those films that I really like. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I think with me, there's that many films that I need to watch that there's very there's very few that end up on the elite list that I will rewatch again. But uh, yeah, Allies, yeah, you know, really good film. But again, like you've just said, I don't know if you'd class it as a feel good film. Um, but it's very good. I mean, Comedies are always good. Things like Carry On Up the Kyber in the old style kind of things. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that always does it for me is Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I know it's puerile humor. In yeah. Many levels, that's why it's amazing. But <laughs> it's just so, and it's so quotable. Oh, yeah. I, I'm still shocked and it hates that film and finds it not funny at all. It's, oh, no. She's close, oh, to getting, no. she's close to getting kicked out for that one. <laughs> it's like, get oh, out. It. It's amazing. It's a case. Yeah, there's a few times that I've had like really bad days. I've been in a foul mood and I put that on and you just can't help but laugh. Try yeah. try try a weird experiment because I did this. I watched Airplane with Annette once and she hated it. She didn't like it somewhere around. And then it was on TV once and she walked back into the living room. So I muted it 
left it on, and I was still laughing my head off at the film. I wasn't <laughs> able to hear the jokes, but the humour is... I mean, obviously, you've got all the one-liners and stuff, but the visual gags, yeah. I was in hysterics. She's like, you can't hear the film. I'm like, I don't need to. <laughs> to me, I could still laugh at it. It's a great film. Yeah. Yeah, so things like that. I mean, there's certain TV shows as well. I mean, you know I that I'm a big Mash. fan of MASH. Yeah, I think MASH is a yeah. very good one to go back to. Um, Boston Legal, I think, would probably be on there as Boston well. Boston Legal. I'd, I'd even go as far as to say West Wing. Oh, well, I've started on my list of things to watch. I've really felt the need to just escape from everything this week. So, like, Annette, we're watching the West Wing, and we're, I think we're only yeah. about four episodes in. She'd never seen it before. Um, and we'd watched the reenactment one. That, yeah. that was out on HBO Max, and she, that was the, that was her first ever experience of the West Wing. So we Aww. started watching it, and the first episode, she's like, "What? So what does he do for a living?" And how, I don't understand the politics. I'm like, "I said, don't worry about it." I said, "With this show, you will understand it within two yeah. or three episodes." And it's right, watching it all unfold. They very with, not like a shoehorn, but they will explain who does what and what their thing is, and it's um, yeah. yeah, it's such a good show. So we're, we're partially rewatching some of that but that's definitely a good choice on the feel good list yeah it's basically things like that i mean other films that are kind of feel good i would probably say things like um the postman which is a, yeah. an unsung I, lo- um, I love that film yep yeah um probably our usual one that we go of where the, um, de niro is the bounty hunter yes but now on yeah that's a film i watch yearly that thing Definitely, yeah. that's another, again, a feel-good, you know. So, yeah, it's pure escapism. You can put it on and forget the rest of the world for a while and as until you, some idiot phones you. And as you, get, <laughs> as you get older, do you find it's still just as easy to escape from things or do you find it a little bit more difficult? It's a little bit more difficult. Um, I used to be quite... Well, I used to be very easygoing and, you know, I could basically, things would just, you know, basically pour off my back like a water off a duck's back kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I found as I've got older, I'm a bit more of a worrier. Now, whether that's yeah. with being a father or being older, I don't know. Do you know what gave me worries? And no, I'm not even, it wasn't the thing that made me worry. It was, I could, I could picture my, the time I used to worry and the time that things used to just go off the water of ducks back type thing, the monkey virus. After yes. I got, after I yeah. caught the monkey virus, then I started to worry about stuff, stuff that normally I'd be like to worry about it. Here's a solution. Dun, 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 dun. Now it's like, yeah. I worry about every headache, every twinge in a muscle. It's like, Oh, what's that? And I never ever used to. And it was the monkey virus, which like two years ago that gave me that yep. flipping thing. <laughs> so yes, so it's probably similar to just when. Can, are you conscious of when you started worrying, or is it just something where you think, "Hang on a minute, I didn't realise I used to do that." I would probably say that my psychology changed when Anne left. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, yeah, that whole that whole not to delve too far into, but that whole chapter of your life sort of. A came out of nowhere and then took quite a while to beg her off, really, didn't it? So it was exactly, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't a good time. No, <laughs> but new chapters now, Bob. New chapters, exactly. Yeah. How is your house coming along? That's what I want to know. How many are there? Any boxes still unopened? There are still a couple of boxes that have got to be done because, but they are. I think the last ones I've got to do are um, strangely enough books. Yes. Which uh, are going on the shelves in the master bedroom. Nice. So. 
those are the last ones, and the fact that I keep buying myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I, I'm, I was waiting for a delivery today of uh, five Blu-rays that I'd ordered over the past week, and I was so gutted that they didn't show up. Never mind the fact I've probably got about 600, 700 films to watch in the house. I really wanted yeah. to watch those five. They didn't show Uh-oh. up, so hopefully they'll be here tomorrow. But uh, you know. well, I'm waiting on a big one tomorrow. I, I finally took the plunge and ordered a 3D printer. Really? Okay. Go on, nice. Rob, quiz him on the 3D printer, because you know more about I just know that printers <laughs> and the 3D and have resin and stuff. So, do tell, Bob. Yeah, well, um, yeah, just basically, for what I want it for, I've gone for a resin printer. I've gone for the uh, okay. Anycubic Photon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, got that. Uh, it's a fairly smallish print bed, but it's big enough for printing out figurines for D&D, etc., and things like that. So, quite happy with that. Um, it's... I don't, it, it, the resolution on it is better than the um, kind of fiber extrusion ones. Yeah. So, you know, for small figures, I thought it's more likely. So, gone for that and went for it. They've also got a um, kind of a washing and curing station. So, I thought I'd order that as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, basically looking forward to uh, giving it a try. Um, of course, I've got to get all the other stuff to go with it now. So, because, I mean, you've got to. When you're using resin, you've got to get the isopropyl alcohol to wash them afterwards and all things like that. So I must order some of those. See, if that, <laughs> if that was a Star Trek script, all it would say is tech, 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 tech. Because <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. But no, no, Rob it would did, be so that's techno babble. Techno babble, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but yeah. yeah, looking forward to trying it out. Have you got something in mind to try it out yeah, with? Well, What's going to be your first print? He's going to make ladies' well, I, toys. No, no, no. The first print <laughs> is, of course, probably going to be the default one that they send you to test it, kind of mm-hmm. thing. But after that, it will probably be D and D figurines because that's what both Emily and myself want them for. So, wow. Sounds then good. I've got to introduce Emily into painting said figurines. <laughs> so, all good fun. So, escapism, Rob. What do you do to escape? When did you first discover your method of escapism, and does it work? Here I am. Yeah, that's right. This is it. This podcast. is your, this is no. your escape. <laughs> so that's a good answer, though. This podcast is definitely is, escapism for all three of us, really. Yeah, yep, definitely. It, it's certainly you know one of them, and mm. uh, uh, you know one of the reasons is that at the moment why I, I love podcasts on a on a Wednesday night, which is. Uh, my last day of working at the week for my day job. So uh, it's like the celebration. Yeah. Um, nice. For me, um, I was uh, heavily bullied um, during my high school years. Um, so the the escapism for me was getting home from school, locking myself away in my bedroom, yeah. and putting Star Trek, putting a VHS in of um, Star Trek and literally losing myself in the world of Star Trek, which nice. is, I am sure is why it means so much to me today. It's one of those things that, you know, if I hadn't have had Star Trek to lose myself in, I don't know what state I'd be in now. Yeah. Now, are we talking Kirk, Spock, Bones, or are we talking Picard, Forge, yeah, and Riker? Picard, Picard. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, not that I didn't then um, get the original series and watch that, but whenever I had had a particularly bad day of being bullied, 
it would always be reach for the next generation and yeah on it went that's that's one of my go-to ones actually used to be star trek because it's it's one of those shows that uh for me if i you know it's like if we've we mean you rob you and i have both got day jobs night jobs whatever we call them that are kind of mind-numbing mm-hmm. for various reasons <laughs> not necessarily just because the the job is mind-numbing but because of the Customers. The, 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 do you know what? Not even, not even the customers. Although sometimes, but it's just I was trying. I was chatting to Annette about this the other day, and it's like Abel will be nodding his head off when he listens to this because he and I work at the same company. So, because um, I, I pretty much said like, I'm really fed up. I love the fact that I have a job, and I love the fact that it gives me a salary so that I could go do the other things like podcasting and buy Blu-rays and stuff. So that's great. But the problem I've got with the night job that I'm in is I know it like the back of my hand. I know how to improve it and make it better for everybody involved because I'm not a stupid person. But the people I work for, as some of them directly, don't, they go, eh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine the way it is. It's like, no, because if you do this, then this will be even better and everybody will be happy and all that sort of thing. No, no, it's fine. Just keep doing it the way you're doing it. And it infuriates me. It drives me at the wall that people who don't do my job are telling me how to do my job. And it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like that would be like me going, Bob, my my internet's terrible, and you're like, yeah, but I've checked check download. It's really slow. No, no, it's not that. No, it is. That's your internet connection's terrible. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it is. Fix fix <laughs> that, and all these things that you're complaining about will be amazing. Yeah, well, I hear what you're saying, but no, it's not that. Oh my God, <laughs> you know that sort of. And after a yeah. while, and I'm sure Rob's nodding his head up. After a while, that mm-hmm. does get to you. Where, oh, yeah, where yeah. you start to get, and I'm sure you've had those instances as well, Bob. So I'm not excluding oh, yeah. you. Where you're like, how do you, how are you getting paid? What you get paid when you don't listen to my smart ideas? So that's uh, that's I'm suffering a lot of that lately. Um, so that's that's why I need escapism. But yeah, work. Arr. So it's it's a frustration thing. But yeah, sorry. Back to you, Rob. Sorry, I interrupted. There. Yeah, and. Um so yes, Star Trek for yes. for a, a good number of years was was the majority of my life when I wasn't at school being bullied. I was at home watching Star Trek to get away from from the school life. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what it was about Star Trek. Probably because you know I'm I'm a you know a Star Trek purist who believes that Gene Roddenberry's vision of Star Trek was that you know although there was lots of conflict in Star Trek, it was all about humanity coming together to better itself and live mm-hmm. together in harmony with other races and, and people. So so after being at school with people who, you know, were, were bullying me and, you know, making fun of me for, for God knows what, yeah. um, it was nice to, to kind of lose myself in a world where, you know, the idea behind the world, the, the kind of the, the, the prime... Uh, directive almost was um, kind of, you know, living in harmony. Wouldn't it be nice to live in that world? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And does it still work for you? I'm guessing yes. It does very much. You know, the, there is nothing that Star Trek won't heal. No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, what about movie-wise, sort of moving away from Star Trek? Are there any films or TV shows or any, like Bob's mentioned, the reading? Is there anything that you go, right, I need to just disconnect from all the idiots out there I'm going to go run to this is there anything else that you do no 
you know, it was it was always Star Trek. It wasn't, you know, there the wasn't really any films that that kind of did that for me. You know what? By all means, there's lots of films that um, I I really enjoy watching. And I can watch over and over again, but nothing that that kind of did the the escapism like Star Trek. Damn. So no one sort of we bought a zoo or you know none of, no. none of that. Damn. You treat yourself. It's a good film. <laughs> What about comic books? Were you ever into those? Because that was another one I forgot to mention for me. Well, not I. I, I used to collect comic books and enjoy them, but it, it wasn't an escapism. Um, the the um, books themselves were. It's you know odd how my life um, went with books when I was younger and like say in, in school. Um, again, it was it was mostly Star Trek books, um, but what I would do some nights is I, you know, in the, especially in the summer months as I'd take my, the latest Star Trek book I was reading, I'd go and lay outside and literally read, um, with one of the security lights on and, um, <laughs> you know, outside in the oh, dark because you yeah. could look up and kind of see stars above and everything and, and be reading a Star Trek book. Um, so I used to, I used to absolutely adore reading. And then as I got older, I found reading just puts me to sleep. Now it just makes oh, me so tired. No. I don't know if that's because my, my body is kind of relaxing. Yeah. But yeah, if I start reading a book, as soon as I've gone past, maybe, you know, five or six pages i'm so tired see with bob it's the opposite i think he starts reading a book at midnight because he wants to go to sleep and then when i speak to him in the morning after he's like well i finished it <laughs> it's like oh my god <laughs> crazy guiltiest charge yeah, <laughs> I, I think somebody he reads books made out of coffee i think <laughs> have you always been like that though bob when you sort of immerse yourself in a book you will literally just hammer through it and then bang it's finished when I find a good book, I, they are, as they literally say, very hard to put down. Yeah. You kind of think, okay, I'll read to the end of the chapter. And you get to the end of the chapter and there's still something going on. And you think, I'll just get that bit sorted. But then something else starts. And <laughs> you know, before you know it, you kind of, you know, if you just started the book, you're a quarter of the way through or half the way through. And yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was younger, parents were kind of a, a contributing factor on making sure that I switched the lights <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he's basically, I still had a torch and would read under the bed covers. Yeah. So <laughs> it's one of the things like with Emily, um, it would be hypocritical of me to tell her off for staying up late reading. Yeah. So I don't. <laughs> I, I think so, but I think if if she was yeah. doing something where you thought, well, actually, now being a parent, that's kind of bad for your eyes that you're doing oh. it that long, so I'm going to tell you off anyway, but yeah. Well, this is it. I, <laughs> I wouldn't tell her off. I, I try not to tell her off. I will advise her before I'm put, say... Put down that literature. <laughs> stop learning. Well, stop learning. Just, look, you know, we just you're up early in TV. the morning. Yeah, yeah, you're up early in the morning. Don't read too long. No. <laughs> yeah. I listened to an so, interview with uh, Mark. I let Anne be the one telling her. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's like, yeah. So put that book, it's like Rob said, put that book down, play some video games or watch some TV. <laughs> it's, um, I was listening to an interview a couple of years back with Michael Ironside, and he was saying of his kids, he would go into their room and he would find them reading. And as long as they were reading, 
just read as long as you want. He said, if they're sitting watching TV, I'll tell them off and go to bed and whatnot. He said, but when it comes to reading, it just did not feel right saying, stop reading stuff. Unless it's like a magazine. You know. side on that one. Yes, I'm definitely, definitely with him as well. So, you know, TV or playing video games or swiping up and down on your phone or whatever, that's bad. But reading a, an actual book, well, this day, that's good. Yeah, reading expands your vocabulary, your understanding of things. I can't fault it. No. But then again, I'm biased. It was it was <laughs> nice to be at work, so I'll go back to my night job. It was nice to be at work, and one of the people I work with, it wasn't Abel, by the way, so it wasn't him, uh, she actually said, oh, my God, I didn't know Tel Aviv was in Israel. I didn't know wh- I didn't know where it was, but now I do. Okay, so, yeah. It's good that she's learning. Yeah, but... <laughs> she's, she's probably a similar age to me, or maybe a little bit younger, so it's quite depressing that... If she was 16, yeah, 18, be let them off. perhaps understandable. Yep. But Unless they're following uh, Tel Aviv on TikTok or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys, have you seen TikTok? Either of you investigated no. it? Not at I've all. only seen the clips that have been posted on other social medias. Yeah. And I, I've, I've, it's, yeah, I, I've basically shaken my head in despair. Do. Uh, it's wise to do it. I was listening to another podcast and one of the PR the guy who runs a PR company. He was saying that that he was looking at TikTok to maybe be another outlet for publicity. So I thought, okay, fair enough. And I'm a bit like you. I've just seen the clips that people share and all that sort of stuff. You go, it's not for me. So I thought, Do you know what? I'll install it and I'll have a look <laughs> and I'll see what it's like. It's just people dancing and boobs. That's all. That's all. It is. Apparently, that's not all it is because I put a, a tweet out the other day, and I'm not. I'm not following anybody at all either. So it's not. You know, I'm not following yeah. like. So this is just the random stuff the, that comes up on your timeline, is, kind of thing. That yeah, you may like this. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> you may, <laughs> but uh, but but um, so I put a tweet out saying, "What's the point? All I've seen is X, Y, Z." And people came back saying, "Yeah, you've really got to dig deep and find things. And if you follow certain accounts, you can learn stuff." I haven't seen any of that. I've literally just seen. Just 15 seconds dancing in boobs. That's it. Not even, you know, covered up boobs. Just people. I I don't know whether the demographic of TikTok is 13, 14, 15 boobs and dancing. But that seems to be all TikTok is. So it's not for me. It's I can't see me going on there going, hey, look, allies on Netflix. Go watch it on TikTok. I don't think. They'd come back. Where's the dancing in the boobs? They probably would. But it's just (laughs) like it is the weirdest platform ever. It's very strange. So I'm not a fan um, and I'm sure some people are, but yeah, no, it's it's well, kind of weird. I know that we're kind of being grumpy old men again, or rather I am. I'll let you guys make your own oh, choices. No, I could be a grumpy old person. But I do find that social medias, you know, you've got some that are reasonable, yeah. and it goes downhill. It doesn't go uphill. I've yet to find a highbrow social media. You know, yeah. you've got, like you say, Twitter's probably one of the better ones, Liker to a certain degree. See, like, drops down uh, like, Facebook. Liker I've never used. So is that worth investigating, yeah. do you think, or, or not? It's still in its young days. Right. But worth getting an account just to get your name kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it goes down, and like you say, you've got, like I say, Facebook below those. And uh, then from what you've said, it goes down to things like TikTok. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever. Like, let me just look at this. Whoa, no, next one. 
no, no, oh, Jesus. It was like, uh, you ever seen that Father Ted thing when you accidentally walk into the lingerie department and can't get out? It was kind of <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, oh my God, give me a TikTok. It was just, yeah, I'm not a fan of that app. But um, I don't know. I think, I, I think Twitter can be highbrow. Twitter's definitely, for me, the best social media network. That's yeah. my favorite. Uh, Facebook has gone right downhill. I've yes. even got to the point in the past couple of days, I've deleted the app from my phone. So the page and everything is still active. I've kept Messenger, so if people message me, that's yes. fine. But I've just got rid of it because it's just, certainly over the past couple of weeks, it's just people just, I think people have lost their minds. I lost any sort of happy feelings. Uh, they, need, they need more escapism. Well, this is why this podcast yes. is. But, you know, with lockdowns and vaccines and elections and all uh, Christmas and everybody just seems to rage at everybody at the minute. Not so much on Twitter because it, it's you tweet, it's gone. But some of the threads on Facebook are just oh. horrendous. I thought, do you know what? I don't need that in my life for now. So if anybody clicks like on any of my... I'm not going to see it unless I log on with a PC, but... Yeah, it's bizarre. Instagram, yeah, Instagram's okay, but I don't really use it that much. That seems to be mostly spam bots that you get on there. They're they're yeah. a bit of a nuisance. It's getting a bit like that on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, true. true. Not so much on Twitter though. So. So anyway, to uplift again. Yes. Back up. Your escapism. My escape movies. Robbing myself. Yes, my escape is very similar to Rob. My childhood sucked uh, from a very early age. It's like I would go to school uh, running choosing a different route to get to school so I don't get caught and beaten up. I would uh, race home again, uh, and I think, unlike Rob, I would have to avoid bullying in the household as well. So I would lock myself, not lock, but I would close the door, and I would be one of those uh, seen and or not even seen, not seen and not heard. What was that phrase you used to yeah. use? Children should be seen and not heard. Children. That was it. Yeah. Well, in my house, it was children should not be seen and not be heard either. Uh, you're allowed to come out for meal times, but then go away so my parents could start drinking again. And uh, so I would just watch TV. I would read books. Uh, so the weird thing when I when I started reading, I think the first book I ever read was The Outsiders. Which is an old classic, which ended up being a movie, and then things like Charlotte's Web and the Phantom Toll Booth, and then I got into yes. like the the Warlock of Firetop Mountain and and all them <laughs> yeah. sort of uh, role playing the, the Livingston game books and stuff. Yeah. Get into all of those, but then the older I got, I only tend to read biographies now, which is kind of weird. It's like I could not pick up a descriptive book, and it, my brain would be like, I don't understand what that means. So I've got more into the factual. <laughs> side of things yeah. but from a very early age my escapism was the cinema because it was a dark room I was there on my own nobody could see me my parents weren't there and and stuff like that so I would watch you weren't being bullied no it was pure escapism it, basically it was a time for you it was mm. so I would pay my pound which is how much it was at the time yep and then I would just <laughs> sneak from screen to screen uh, and then watch <laughs> all three films if they were sort of kiddie kiddie type films uh, so I think the first 15 film I sneaked into I was about 14 so I was never like sneaking into horror films when I was a kid but uh, yeah. that's why Disney Plus you go into Disney Plus half my childhood's on there it's Cat <laughs> from Outer Space Tron oh, all these yeah. sort of things it's like whoa so I watched a lot and then I think that escapism has always just followed me so that's why I'm still a movie buff and then that moved yeah. into podcasting and, and whatnot. but uh I think I do still escape in the past week. I've, I'm still buried in my escapism. I've done a rob and I've delved back into Star Trek. 
So I've, yep. uh, I'm watching season seven of Deep Space Nine, the whole ten-part finale, because it, <laughs> it, it is quite nice to just look at a world where they're not all raging at each other, even though there is a big war going on in Star Trek. But even then, <laughs> even then it's still a little bit more civilized than planet Earth right at the minute. Ooh, uh, West Wing is a good one. Yep. Uh, Entourage sometimes, but my go-to movies yep. were things like Scarface, and uh, Close Encounters of Third Kind and E.T. Yeah. and all these sort of things because I could relate to Close Encounters I wanted to get on the ship and just, just get the hell off this planet and E.T. I could relate to Elliot going oh I want a little alien friend <laughs> that's nice to me that would be amazing so, I was going to say just as a matter of you know, interest there yeah. a lot of those are from the same era so how old would you have been about that? Well I was born in 71 uh, so, so when Close Encounters came I was out, you'd seven, have been about six. six. Well, I was, yeah, but well, Close Encounters was 78, 77, 78 when we got it. Yeah. So I was about seven. Cat from Outer Space was also 78. Tron, I would have been about nine. So I think from about 78 onwards, that's yeah. when I would I would often take myself off to cinema on my own from, from that age. Cat from Outer Space, I watched on my own. Superman the movie, uh, Moonraker. Yep. Uh, Superman 2, Empire Strikes Back, so all around the 1980, 81, 79 sort of mark. So, and my parents didn't give a crap. They were just like, all right, bye. Because that was back in the day when you could just walk off. You know, no matter nowadays, yeah. you'd be like, you're not going out of the house, you're only 14. Exactly. <laughs> back yeah. when we were kids, it's like, right, I'm, I'm, I'm off out. I'll be back when it's dark. No problem. And you were like seven. And it was yeah. kind of fine. The world wasn't any more dangerous back then. I'd just don't think people knew about it so yeah. things like that but, it's like uh, you say you know it used to be a case of you know your mum would say right go out you know i'll shout you when it's tea time yeah and mm-hmm. you'd hear a shout from the distance if you know in my case andrew yep. yeah they never, they never oh, yep, shout gotta go now. <laughs> but for me it was like i spent my summer holidays at school locked out of the house and we're talking wow. when i was probably 12, 13, 14, oh, I think. That's not good. Well, no, maybe not so much the 14, because that's when I was living on my own for about a year. But it, it yeah. would be a case, regardless of weather we're talking, it would be parents would go to work and they'd start at nine and work till yeah. five. So at eight o'clock in the morning, it'd be like, right, out you go. So I would be locked out of Jeez. the house. I'd literally have to wander the streets until five o'clock. So if I was fortunate... That's not a good <laughs> it's not. So if I was fortunate enough to sort of end up with some money or whatever, that's when I would go to the cinema at like 11 o'clock in the morning, yeah. go in and watch two or three films and then yeah. um, and then come out and then go home and have tea and then go to my room and stuff like that. So um, things like that. Yeah. Wow. I have an interesting life, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so yes, fun in games, but you know. I have to say, can I uh, mm. inject something? Um, it's not a vaccine, is it? Because it's not ready yet. No, 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 no. Good. Not um, bleach. Something that, no. <laughs> <laughs> something that came to me actually while you were speaking. Another thing, there is one other show actually that that I could lose myself in um, when I was growing up. Say Power Rangers. No, I'm not. <laughs> but, but, it, but it was a strange one. Um, and I'm not, not sure it's a show that either of you have seen, or if you have, probably not as much as I have. Um, but it was Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I'm aware of it, but I've and, never, ever seen it. And I don't know if it's because it was like a school-based um, kind of comedy series that 
um, I enjoyed kind of losing myself in it so much because I would um, I would kind of imagine myself as the the lead character Zach Morris who was very popular with you know everybody in the school not only the um, the girls but also kind of the guys who you know because he was the popular kid he, they wanted to hang out with him um, so I don't know if it's because he had that kind of popularity that you know I. I could lose myself in it and think oh, it'd be great to be that guy. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I used to I used to love that show, which is why um when um it came to uh, the other year, um I actually um, my mum was asking me what she wanted to, what what I wanted for Christmas and um it was only available in in the states, but um it was relatively che- cheap, so she got me the uh, the entire kind of uh series of Saved by the Bell, including the um, the college years, which came after. So oh, wow. I've added that to my collection. I'm very happy. <laughs> Have you been re-watching it? And if so, does it take you back to when you first watched it? It does. It You know, it's it's a, you know, it was a budget series, you know, that that's obvious from just watching it. But um, I, I enjoy watching it now just as much as back then. I think these series... That, that you'd watch to to escape or lose yourself in, you know, you'll always be able to go back and always have those kind of um, great memories. Um, I've been watching um, Saved by the Bell with Addy, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, great fun. What's she think of it? Mm. She loves it. Um, to, to be honest, I haven't shown her so much of of the TV episodes as the, the, the more kind of um, TV release movies that they did. So they had, um, uh, uh, saved by the well, Hawaiian style, uh, saved by the bell wedding in Las Vegas and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, we've watched all of those and she really enjoys them. She, you know, she, she loves the, you know, it's so so funny with, um, like Dustin diamond, as screech kind of doing all crazy crazy antics and uh making people laugh so yeah she just gets a, a kick out of watching all the the fun and laughter nice because it's nice to see when a show <laughs> can can affect somebody of the next generation isn't it rather than all oh, that look, that yes. looks dated because a lot of shows that i watched when i was a kid i go back now and i'm like oof, that looks bad i'm not gonna ever watch oh, yeah. that or introduce anybody to it so it's nice when you can mm-hmm. this is it it's a case of when i was younger my ones that I always used to look forward to were things like Robin of Sherwood, mm. Blake Seven, yep. mm. you know, things like that. And although I still love them, they do look dated now. They do. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Robin of Sherwood, you'd mentioned before, looks a little bit dated. Yeah. I think one that you used to watch that definitely doesn't look dated is Mash, which oh, is definitely. even older than the two you've just mentioned, which is yeah. just crazy because it's like obviously Mash was done perfectly, wasn't it? I mean, I suppose exactly. maybe the difference is. Mash is practical, isn't it? There's no, you know, yeah. the helicopter was a helicopter and the tent was a tent and the, the locations were yeah. location. Blake Seven's obviously props. Robin yes. of Sherwood. What, what do you think's dated about Robin of Sherwood, though? Because a lot of that would have been just, just the costumes and or the, the production value itself. Probably the production value slightly. Um, I mean, again, you've got the situation of, you know, this was filmed... In the 80s? Yeah, it was about 84 like. it was, I think, yeah. when it started. Um, and we're watching these on 4K TVs. Yes. Mm. Enough said. Yeah, that <laughs> does make a big difference, doesn't it? I've watched things and I'm like, yeah. oh, God, that looks terrible. And it's it's because we're watching it on such yeah. a high resolution. 
if we were watching them on the old cathode ray TVs that we had back in, you know, when they first came out, they probably looked great. You know, because it was the best resolution that the TV could go up to. Yeah. But now it's a case of these really could perhaps do with digitally remastering. Yeah, they, <laughs> they really could. I was just trying to double check on uh, when Robin of Sherwood came out in case it wasn't 1984. No, it was 1984. There we go. And once somebody yeah. got access to it, which is normally what I shout to podcasts. But but I, I was chatting to Annette on that very subject, not the Robin of Sherwood, but the fact that we now watch it on a 50-inch TV or a, or a projector yeah. and stuff. And it was like my first ever TV. I think it was like a 14-inch portable. Maybe even yep. smaller than that. The first one I ever had it was a black and white. The first I had, and uh, but the first color one I bought was a, was a TV called the Henari Sunrise, which had a clock on it. Ooh, it was yes. amazing, and you could switch it to come on. And it was, I think, it cost me about two hundred quid, and uh, it was a great yep. little TV. But it was a little TV, so you you wouldn't you wouldn't watch a program on that going. Oh, you could see the scenery on that. You could, oh, look at that. <laughs> look at the resolution. You, we just didn't yeah. didn't think about stuff. But now everybody's. Uh, you know, a glitch spotter, I think. Um, well, this is it. I think back to, like, the first TVs that um, my parents had. Yeah. And there probably would be not much bigger than the size of the screen on the laptop that yeah, or it, <laughs> I'm basically sat in front or of. Or even a microwave <laughs> door. Yeah. Probably, you know, not much difference than that. Yeah, I, I seem to remember them upgrading at one point when it you know, when basically British television went from black and white to colour. I've got a feeling they moved up to a, a massive one of about twenty two or twenty four inches. Yeah. Yeah, and that was like one of the main features of the, the lounge or front room. Yeah. But here here's a question <laughs> for you guys, because you're both parents. And it was and obviously we used to be children ourselves. But when we were kids, imagine if the parents came home with a TV and put it on. We would never go, oh, the pitch is terrible. Oh, that's no. tiny. But if you were to bring a TV home for kids that are born now, they go, what? <laughs> What's that? That's awful. Is that because they've seen the better stuff? And now they're like, no, that's terrible. I, I've seen the projector. Or or is it education or, or what? But generally kids seem to be certainly with technology a damn sight harder to please than we were as kids we do you remember we used to be giving them little square things where they had nine little squares and it was a puzzle and you had to shuffle them up shuffle them left and shuffle them oh that would keep me going all day that thing trying to crack up now kids would be like i'm not playing that i'll play call of duty instead give it 10 minutes if that's me the vr headset yeah 10 minutes and be off and you know goes back to the point in question or the that i made where somebody didn't know where tel aviv was and this is somebody in the 30s. <laughs> it's like, I've never been to Tel Aviv, but I know where it is because I've, so, I've seeked out well, the information. One of the things that I saw on kind of social media sort of brought it home and I had to chuckle. And it was going on about the fact of the difference of, you know, what we have now to what it was then when we were kids. Yep. And it was basically a case of it was going on about cars. And it basically said, you can say what you want about cars at the time, but it's literally a case of the manual of a car way back when we (laughs) would teach you how to basically change the spark plugs, alter your timing, Mm -hmm. everything like that. 
the manual on cars nowadays are warning you not to drink the battery fluid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. I saw that post he made, and it made me chuckle as well. But it's true. It is. You know, it's yeah. You know, we made. We're so. I would. Again, I'm. I'm doing my grumpy old man type thing. We are so overprivileged now in many ways yeah. compared to how we were then. It's like you say. You know, if we were given a TV back then. It would have made our year. It did. Yeah, I remember getting this little yeah. black and white thing that was probably 10 inches or whatever. And it was like, yeah. wow, see ya. <laughs> I'm off. I'm going to go watch Channel 4, this new TV channel in my bedroom. Yeah. But like you say, kids now, it's a case of iPhone 8. Why haven't you got me the latest? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So where is, where does that come from, though? Does that who whose sort of shoulders does that sit on? Does it sit solely on the parents, or is it outside of the house where it's the other kids? Because I remember when I was at school, it was a case of the the, the brand names of trainers or whatever came in. So anybody yeah. didn't wear hundred quid trainers, which about which were that. stupidly expensive <laughs> at the time, hundred quid for a pair of trainers. Now yeah. it's like, oh, they're cheap ones. But at the time, it's like, forget it. I ain't. You know, my parents are going to pay 100 quid for me. Lucky if I get 10 quid. And so anybody yeah, who... Did, play football in them in the schoolyard, knacker yeah, them up in like two weeks. Care. So anybody that didn't have the brand names was had a bullseye on them, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it did that did start to come in. But where do you think this spoiled brat thing comes from nowadays? Again, I would probably say that a lot of it was started from parents being too giving you know we ended up with a lot more disposable income uh, in families mm-hmm. you know as the years went on you know kind of i'm thinking back from the 70s through the 80s through the 90s you know how much was basically you know available for spending on things yep. and um like you say it was basically a case of parents ended up probably spending more time at work and overcompensated by spending much more money on the kids. Yeah. You know, so like you say, you know, go back to the 70s, dad would be out at work, mum would be the one holding the fort at home kind of thing, you know, doing the housework, making the food for the family, etc. I know it sounds extremely sexist and I apologise, but then you got through to like the 80s, the 90s, and you started getting where, as you say, both parents were out working and, um, you know, so it's a case of, oh, you know, we'll buy the kid a, uh, you know, a, a PlayStation so that they've got something to keep them busy while we're kind of, you know, working or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's gone on from that. So, like you say, you've got the case of some parents were doing that and then it became keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, why can't I have one? John has one. His parents have bought him. Yeah, I think I know. Okay. I know. I met Annette's mentioned a couple of times where her kids were the last generation to not be born with a mobile phone. You know, and now yeah. it's like, yeah. well, I'm four. I want a mobile phone. All right. And her her kids weren't, and that certainly wasn't. The mobile phones weren't a thing. But yeah. it's just I don't know. It's I think a lot of it. I like to call phones and tablets and stuff the digital digital pacifiers because I yes. think a lot of people will buy their kids technology going right you just sit over there 
stay at my way. It's stay at my way because I'm watching Netflix or Amazon or whatever. I'm, I'm yeah. busy. Mm. I'm, it's it's a whole parental divide, isn't it? And I know I know for a fact you, both you guys you see one of your primary roles as a parent, which is the correct way to do it. I'm guessing, but I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. have children that still want to be the person they were before they had kids, but they've got kids. So like, oh, flip sake of that. Leave me alone. I'm gonna. I'm on Snapchat or whatever. So I think that's where I a lot suppose, of this stuff comes into it. Well, this is it. I suppose in a way, I've got it a lot easier than Rob. Yeah. Um, for the simple reason that I see Emily every other weekend. So no, that that means you've got it harder. I get to see Addy every day. Well, yeah, it's harder that way. But it, <laughs> it also means that I know what you mean. On the time that I have got with Emily, I can spend all that time with her. Yeah. yeah. Doing us things whereas you know the things like you say Stuart where it's a case of you know I might want to play my own <laughs> yeah. kind of computer games I want you know might want to read a book on the weekends that Emily's here I'll wait until she's gone to bed to do that but I, you know when she's not here I've got all the time for that so that's where it's easier for me Rob's got you know basically it's easier insofar as you can see Addy whenever, mm-hmm. but it's harder because, like you say, it's more time that he's basically doing kind of Addy things with. Yeah. And, and less time that he's doing just Rob things. And I know it's like when I'm working my night shifts on now and again, Rob will text me at like one in the morning. And I'm like, oh, hi, Rob. <laughs> so I'm guessing Rob, Rob becomes Rob after Addy goes to bed and stuff. So whereas you, you Bob, you can go right for, for that yeah. weekend. I'm parent Bob, right? The, week, the weekend's yeah. over. I'm Bob Bob, and then all yeah. that sort it's of stuff. It's literally a case of that weekend. I'm Emily's dad. Yes. Yeah. After that, you know, I'm I'm Bob. Yep. Very true. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's like you say, it's harder and it's easier. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah, I think like it's Bob probably said. just different. I think, isn't it? So yeah. I think you know, Rob's just said you've got it harder you think you've got it easier and i I think the you've both got it difficult but wonderful we're both right you're both right exactly (laughs) that's the phrase i'm looking for you're both right just different rights (laughs) yeah yes that makes sense so bob have you watched anything escapism or not have you been watching any tv shows or any movies or anything like that i've been watching ncis i've been watching a bit more mash Mm -hmm. I've been watching more Robin of Sherwood. Uh, I've been watching, um, strangely enough, would you believe uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Is this the reboot one or is this the... the... No, no, this is the... All right, okay. Uh The one with Penn and Teller in. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. um, What else? Let's see. Uh, Oh, Law and Order, of course. I always watch those. Which Law and Order? Not which episode, but which Uh, series? The the original one. Uh, mainly, you know, the the just Law and Order, not yep. Criminal Intent, not Special Victims Unit, not the British one. Law and Order, Vanilla. Know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad list for you, though. I was quite impressed there. I'm like, is he going? Is well, he going to it. stop? He's watched loads. Well, I, I've not had a chance to watch any films, no. which is annoying because I'd wanted to, but. Yeah, well, you watch. You can't have it. No, not at all. I, no. <laughs> I, I'm trying to cut down on TV and watch more films, but I've sort of stumbled yeah. a bit because Rob's put me back onto Star Trek. So, you know, kind of <laughs> back into that a little bit. So I've stopped The Handmaid's Tale for now because I thought, nope, I'm not going to watch as much TV this month. And then I'm watching Star Trek, and uh, we're still watching a bit of Grange Hill 
So we're on season oh. 13 of that now. So I'm, I think we're watching it around <laughs> the time when I think I probably bailed out of the show. So I vaguely remember some of the characters, but I don't really remember any of the storylines. But it, it's kind of weird. You get attached to some of the characters in it, and then they leave, and you're like, this show's just not what it was anymore. I'm hoping other good Sorry. characters come into it. So, <laughs> yeah. so I've been watching stuff like that. What about you, Rob? What have you been watching? Um, I... I I did that thing where I thought, you know what, I want to watch something new. Um, I'm fed up of you know everything that I'm watching as reruns. I, w- I want to find something and uh, and go from there. So I started going through Netflix, Amazon, and, and not really coming up with much. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, you know what, I've had some luck recently with um, all four um, as a on-demand oh, yeah. service. Where's because Swing? Thanks. Thanks to Gogglebox, um, it introduced me to a few good shows. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll start having a look through to their A to Z, see if anything kind of jumps out at me. And the first thing that, that did, um, that sounded interesting, is a show called Alone at Home. Um, it was... Um, there's only four episodes on there. I don't know if more episodes were made or not, but I've watched all four now. And um, it was parents who've got kids um at home the youngest being um eight and i think the oldest is 16 um and there's always at least two siblings and the parents um leave for an extended weekend so it's about four days um and leave the kids at home alone okay um the there's no adults in the house what they've done is um the producers of the show have rigged up the house with um uh cctv um and they are located like kind of a few houses away or whatever and if so if anything bad was to happen they can get pretty quickly so the kids obviously can can leave the house if that happens then um a member of the production team and obviously a camera crew is dispatched as well but they aren't allowed to step in again unless it's, something goes major yeah it, it it's it's something bad so um so you see see things um there was one family where um a 10 year old and a and an eight-year-old, they decide to um, go out to Nottingham City Centre. Um, uh, you know, they've never, you know, been there before, especially on their own. And they're using their mobile phone, speaking of mobile phones, to um, to try and locate a trampoline park that they want to go to. <laughs> and um, at one point, they are literally standing in the middle of Nottingham, looking around, going, we are lost. Um, you know, there's there's others where um, you know parents kind of do what they want. So some parents um, remove all the food from the the fridges and the <gasps> freezers and no. kind of leave um, a budget for for them to to be able to to do some shopping. Um, so um, other parents remove alcohol, for example. But there was one. Um, one set of parents that decided to leave all the alcohol. Um, and so the kids did kind of oh. start dabbling. Um, they didn't like much of it. So at the end of the day, um, I think settled for a pizza and, uh, and that was it left all the alcohol on the side because they decided it was <laughs> awful. Yeah. Um, but you know, 
again, it go, comes back to what you were saying, me and Bob being parents, being a parent, actually, it's quite fascinating to watch a show like that because then yeah. you start to think, well, what would happen yeah. if, uh, you know, Addy <laughs> was left alone for four days? What kind of, would she be one of the good kids? Would, would she be one of the bad kids, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I, I thought it was, a, it was a fascinating look at kind of kids. Like, some things you, you see um, uh, at one point, you know, uh, there was a set of kids and they're running around the back garden throwing um, raw eggs at each other and flour and everything. I'm thinking, I'd never do that. That just seems <laughs> just, just too much hard work for the cleanup after. You know, I, I would have still been there, you know, doing exactly the same as, as I was doing when my parents were there, which was watching Star Trek. But hey, that's me. I, I, I was about uh, 11 when I worked out how to make a petrol bomb <laughs> with, uh, with a carton of milk. And like terps or whatever inside it, and then you would light it and then chuck it. But I was just in a, it was a fully enclosed back garden. It was quite a big back garden, and I would just hit it against the wall <laughs> from a distance. But yeah. I don't know. I think if they, if they turned the cameras on me when I was a kid, other than that, of the incident or making a rocket launcher with fireworks and a, and a Hoover pipe, uh, they would probably just find me watching TV and just generally mm. maybe like stealing some biscuits or something. I'm guessing they would probably find Bob reading some books. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so it would be a very dull episode. TV. Yeah, it'd be a really boring series, but it did only last four episodes, Rob. Uh, 2018 it was only four episodes. I've just checked for okay. you. Wow. So yeah, that that was uh, the first thing uh, I watched. Uh, the uh, we've got the weekly Discovery episode, mm-hmm. so Star Trek Discovery season three, episode four. Um, it finally happened. Um, halfway through the show i was falling out of love with star trek discovery again because um this episode focuses on the trill race um which for those uh, who know or who don't um they're a race that that has um spots um kind of down the side of their face that kind of runs all the way down the body and they have a worm-like symbiote creature inside them that that kind of they're bonded with um yeah Yes. yes. Um, so in this episode uh, of Discovery, they go to the Trill homeworld, and I was really shocked to see that the Trills have been changed slightly. The spots have been uh, made lighter in colour, so they're less prominent. The spots are also smaller um, than what I remembered, to the point where, and I, I mentioned this to Stuart uh, earlier in the week, I actually went back and watched the Deep Space ep- uh, nine episode where um, Jadzia goes to the caves of Makala on uh, on uh, on Trill, and uh, just so I could have a, a proper look at a, a lot of her <laughs> How race. It should have been. Yeah, and and I was right. Spots are smaller. Uh, they are lighter, and it ju- the the patterns were weren't just uh, kind of correct either. They were they were they were slightly off, and. It's little things, and I think Stuart said it himself, and I think it's it's very valid. That change would not get them any more viewers on Star Trek Discovery, but it can get them less viewers by people who are a big Star Trek fan. Going, you yes. just you just didn't do it right. Yeah. So um, so yeah, you know there was a few other inaccuracies um, in the caves um, instead of symbiotes swimming around. Um, in the pools, they seem to be empty and just used for for this kind of um, meditation and talking to your um, symbiote. Um, the only thing I can put that down to is in the episode they do mention um, that 
there is a shortage of hosts and i'm wondering and obviously a lot of them um uh, have have died so i'm wondering if if symbiotes kind of died along with it so there's not many swimming around um you know i had to kind of make up the backstory of that in my head um so yeah it, it wasn't the best episode um for me yeah sounds like a bit of a letdown yeah so uh so i i moved on i i scoured um my streaming services for something <laughs> better and came across a show that i've really started to enjoy uh in better call saul yes yes so um Stuart asked me when I mentioned this the other day to him if I've watched Breaking <laughs> anyway, Bad. No, I which made to. me laugh. I'm not like, and uh, I mean, Better Call Saul. You'll probably agree it works just as well if you haven't seen Breaking Bad. But it just fascinated me that Rob was watching this show that was a spin-off of this other show without having watched the other without show. So I'm like, that's an interesting <laughs> yeah. way to do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I did see where before I kind of pressed the play button that it was the prequel to to Breaking mm. Bad. So I thought, you know what, being the prequel, I can get away yeah, with it. Come. I'm sure in Good my point, mind. Yeah. So I've started watching it. I'm, uh, I believe, I'm just about to start episode seven, and I'm thoroughly enjoying that show. I mean, there are a few things in the show where if you've seen Breaking Bad, you'll go, oh, look at that, like little in jokes, but they're not the sort of mm. in jokes that you you'll go, what was that for? That made no sense. You don't have to have seen Breaking Bad in order to watch. They are very different shows. They're obviously going to collide at some point. But uh, Have you seen either of those, Bob? I haven't yet, no. no. Um, I've got Breaking Bad to watch, as you well know. I got you that however many Christmases. I can't remember how many, whenever it was. Was it last Christmas? Yep. Yes, last last Christmas, Christmas. two years ago. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who knows <laughs> but yeah it's a very good series two years I thought that was just I February I have no idea anymore I don't, even, I don't even have a calendar I bought a diary at the beginning of this year it's not even been used so if anybody wants a no. uh, a brand new 2020 diary give us a shout might give it away as a, a Patreon prize or something but, oh. so so you're enjoying Better Call Saul then Rob I am it's good. It's a good uh, show. so uh, so yeah uh, that's been a mixture of watching it on TV and on the projector because the projector was there so I thought you know what why not give it a go <laughs> um, there, there was an attempt at a movie um, for movie night <laughs> okay. um, there's a story here. I, I guess the movie didn't finish but you know we shall find out now I'm trying to find what the movie was was named um Is I really have wiped it from my oh no it was brain. that oh no it, it really was um what watch it be uh, one of our favorite movies ever Bob be like what you be like <laughs> Kelly's something or other what bye Rob <laughs> ah there we go that was the movie yeah. um the movie is named Yellow Day. Never, never, never heard of it. No, do do tell now, us what Amazon what Amazon says. Mm-hmm. This, um, combining live action and animation, Oof. Yellow Day is a magical fantasy that will delight kids and adults of all ages. Which is the bit that I read, yeah. and it seemed really good. The trailer seemed all right. 
Um, we saw bits. It was they in the trailer. Imagine a Stargate, and imagine um, an animated world with a young girl who walks through the Stargate into the real world and starts talking to this this guy. Um, you know, asking him if he's one of the good ones or the bad ones. And you think, oh, there's a bit of something there, you know, and it. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and that's about it. When you actually put it on, what? The online listing on my on my TV didn't say is uh, that it is is very much um, a Christian movie, okay. oh. and you know I've got no, nothing no, against you. Christian you watched movies. Left Behind, didn't you? Which is also the, I did, yeah, and yeah. I love Left Behind. Yeah. But when every two minutes they're talking about God and faith yeah. and the Lord and it, it was just too much. I just couldn't take yeah. it. I don't think, you know, any <laughs> of us could. Addy said she was completely confused. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that would and, have lasted about ten minutes with me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it, it probably lasted probably fifteen with us. Ah, uh, you're uh, a lot more forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we um, we went from that. We, we we then decided, you know, it was like. Well, now it's imperative to find something quickly because everybody's there. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flicking through and there's um, Police Academy. Oh. I thought, perfect. <laughs> I remember Same. Police Academy, uh, you know, such many, a Many, 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 many times. Yep. Make, <laughs> makes me laugh all the yeah. time, you know. But I haven't watched it since I was, I was very young. So, you know, I can't remember the ins and outs. Yeah. You know, as soon as the nudity started and everything, I'm like, oh, all right, uh, on to the next show. Was, was this the first Aww. Police Academy as well? It was uh, the okay. first. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so although I like Police Academy and loved, you know, kind of reminiscing for the kind when of... She's a bit older. Yeah, f- yeah exactly. <laughs> the 15 minutes or however long At least was. you didn't get to the uh, bit where the guy's at the podium. He's like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on there, yeah. Daddy? I'm not even... Switch switch off. Let's put that, <laughs> let's put that Christian movie them. back on again. Lassard <laughs> yeah. is under there. It's like, oh, no. I, I know uh, what, what I'm doing to Addy. I don't know, you know, Christian movies and then... Uh, <laughs> Christian new movies and then uh, movies and podiums. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, then, then we kind of gave up and we put on, um, uh, the Disney channel and, um, one of their Disney channel series, um, that revolves around, um, a, a girl who was a babysitter for aliens. Oh, no, it's not a movie. It's a TV show, but Addy enjoys it. So we just that on and I, I I picked up my phone and started surfing. No boobs and podiums in that one. So you was, you were safe. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, and yeah, switch on the Disney Channel and watch this thing about Christianity and nudity. <laughs> yeah, Fifty Shades of something or other. I can't remember what it was, but the rest of it was called. But oh. my God, yeah, that's embarrassing. I remember years and years ago watching Coyote Ugly with Annette and her at the time, 12-year-old daughter, and I'd picked up the extended edition of Coyote Ugly because they, <laughs> they had this thing and it's like, we watched the extended Gone in 60 Seconds, which wasn't as good. Bruckheimer had this thing about, let's just put two minutes of footage back in and we can make everybody buy it again. So I bought Coyote Ugly yeah. and the, the extra two minutes, which I hadn't even seen this version before, was like a pretty much hardcore sex scene. I'm like, whoa, that was not good. Mm. So this was another case of the theatrical version being the better version, a la Gone in 60 Seconds. So, uh, yeah, it could be quite embarrassing. <laughs> You've got to vet films Mind first. You. It's... It is crazy, though. Sorry, Bob. 
go cool. ahead. I was just going to say it's a case of uh, at least you know this wasn't as bad as um, what Stuart's other half did for her kids at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, they were they were really sort of small. I think I don't know exactly what age, but probably yeah. nine, ten. And Annette put on a Christmas movie while she was in the kitchen, and a Christmas movie, I believe it was that Bad Santa. Which is <laughs> no. a great movie, but not it is. Yeah, so <laughs> not not when Annette came out of the kitchen and she could hear all the kids giggling. She's like, "What the hell are they laughing at?" And it was uh, a dwarf bunking somebody from behind. She's like, "Oh my god!" That'll teach her not to buy original DVDs at the time, though, because it was a copy, so there was no uh, cover on it. But yeah, Bad Santa. Yes, it's a Christmas movie, but don't be putting it on for your kids. No, <laughs> it is. But you know it. I, I do think as a parent, you you have, especially when you're remembering things from a long time ago, you've got to go back and watch them first. Yeah, you do. Um, because it's it's just the same as um, when we sat down um, probably about four years, five years ago now. So Addy would only be like kind of about four herself. Um, and it was like, right, let's, let's watch a, a movie together as a family. What should we put on? And I'm like, oh, look. Has anybody ever seen Return to Oz? No, I'm the only one. <laughs> no, Great no, movie. Um, no. And I put it on, forgetting that the beginning of Return to Oz is all about Dorothy in a mental <laughs> asylum being given electric shock therapy. <laughs> yep. And, you know, the movie starts, and I look at Nicole, and I'm like, uh, uh, right, Addy, we're going to change the movie <laughs> oh, now. But, but Why, Daddy? No, no, don't look at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so another great example of that is Ghostbusters. You forget how much sort of language and adult oh, type yeah. materials in that film, but you go, "Oh, put put it on for yep. kids." <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Or Gremlins, you know, she's tra- traumatized yeah. people. But <laughs> yeah, it's oh. funny games. So, so yeah, that's, that's well. Me. I've watched. I watched a nice little short film this week called Officer Down. Which is uh, stars Joe Alton and uh, just a little bit of a spoiler, Bob. Yes, he does. I was going to say, does he? <laughs> he does. Um, he does indeed. But he's he's challenging Sean I think Bean. He isn't is. He? It's, uh, yeah, are they going for a record? You know, fighting it out between them. I think they might be. And uh, you know, Sean Pertwee, Sean Bean, Joe Alton. I don't know who's winning, but yeah, yeah. that's that's chalk another one up to Mr. Alton. But it's a really good little short film that felt like it should have been a feature. And obviously it wasn't because of oh. budget or whatever, but it was only it's like eighteen minutes long, and it was all about a police siege, and there was you know it didn't yeah. look like an eighteen minute short film. Would generally short films are low budget, and you know the stuff I make that look like short films, like people are going to go, I need to learn how to make a film. Let me do a short film. But this one looked like it was eighteen minutes ripped from a feature film, and it worked, and it was really cool. good. But uh, it's always cool seeing Joe do stuff, so I watched that. On the big screen projector, I watched Fantasy Island, the remake of the TV series, which Annette has never seen the TV series. <laughs> so I was like laughing and chuckling at some of the in jokes. They're playing, they're playing boss and stuff like that. And she was like, What are you laughing yeah. at? I'm like, Don't worry about it. Um, but the new ones, the new Who, ones got, who's in Well, that? Michael Pena plays the owner of the island, the Ricardo He Monster. plays, yep, the Ricardo yeah. character. And. Um, I don't want to spoil it. Well, I, I suppose I can in a little bit, or whatever. But there is one of one of the guests plays the other role, sort of. But it's it's nah. kind of it's more science fiction, this film than Ooh. the original. Because the original Fantasy Island was let's go to an island and have a holiday and 
fix romances and make friendships and oh, yes. there's like love boat on an island really if I remember it rightly exactly, enough yeah. but this one is um, these I think there's like half a dozen people I think uh, yeah it just says a collection of guests so a bunch of people go to this island and it's all whatever your fantasy is you can have it so you want to reconcile with your your ex-husband or whatever bang he's there so it feels like a very virtual reality type thing yeah a little bit like lost you know the island where all these weird things are going on you're like what the hell's what is with this island <laughs> it's very much like that so there's some mild horror elements in there there's some science fiction elements in there so it's an, it's an interesting way to remake effectively the love boat but it's worth watching cool it's uh it's very clever but there's yeah there's a few bits in it that will hark back to the original series that'll make you chuckle so i watched that <laughs> i then jumped over to amazon and watched the meg which is effectively jason statham versus <laughs> big shark and it's a fun film it's it's kind of stupid. I put it on and then it went, oh, you're watching this. It's the Megs. What's that about? It's just about like a 100-foot shark or whatever it is. And she went, oh, is that Jason Statham? I went, yeah. She went, oh, I'm out. And she just didn't bother watching it again. <laughs> but it is, the film is Jason Statham versus shark. And uh, I, I don't this need to it. tell you who wins, but, you know. Yeah. Well, this is it. It's basically a case of that's one that I always love kind of mentioning. Market work with the shark. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He's actually, he has actually watched it. What did he think? I don't know. I think he was too traumatized. Wow. Because there are a lot of normal size sharks in that film as well. So it's not a case of, well, oh, yeah. a megalodon doesn't. And, and it's kind of, the, the plot makes sense because it's about deep sea diving. And they're going to go, oh, yes. this is how deep that everybody's ever been. But I think that the bottom of the, the ocean isn't the bottom of the ocean. I think it's a big thing of cloud. And I think we can go through that. And there'll be things below it, so they go below it, and they sort of crack this this layer of cloud that then allows all these other creatures yeah. to go. Whoa, look, a hole! Let's go through that and see what's going on on the other side. So then this <laughs> massive megalodon. megalodon comes through it, and various other creatures, and it's like, whoa, Jason Statham must to swoop in and save the day. But it's a fun film. It's it's about as plausible yeah. as Deep Blue Sea with their genetic engineered sharks, but it's still fun. So I watched that one. I introduced yeah. Annette to What Dreams May Come, the Robin Williams film. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one. Mm-hmm. And she'd never even heard of it. She's What she's about to do is to start working through the full movie filmography of Tom Hanks and Robin Williams. Yes. So I wanted to watch What Dreams May Come again for quite a while. And I noticed it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So I'm like, right, let's put it on the Roku box. Let's put it on the projector and we'll watch it at 130 inches on the wall. So we put that <laughs> on last night. And it's it's a very strange film to watch after Robin Williams' death. Because it kind of yeah. hits you even more. Because obviously the film is focused on, it's about grief, effectively. So Robin yeah. Williams, um, he dies and he ends up in, in heaven, effectively. And then so he he can see his wife and all. So it's it's an absolute oh, it breaks you. And that was just kind of broken watching that film. Um, so yeah. it's it's a weird one to watch. And it's uh, six years since Robin Williams passed as well this year. So time is yep. flying. Mm-hmm. And uh, tonight we watched one of my Arrow purchases, which did show up, Bob. They they made Way! it here. So I was very very happy. We watched a film from last year called Harpoon which is great. It's one of the Arrow ones, yes. which I'd saw at Grim, 
That's the one that you saw at Grimfest. I saw it at Grimfest. I thought, I want to watch it again. I want to introduce Annette to it. And it's effectively just three people on a boat and they're all, the dialogue, and it's uh, it's kind of thriller horror, but it's, uh, I don't want to give too much away because that would kind of ruin the point, but it's a lot of fun. It's a very, very good film. (laughs) So we watched that this afternoon. And um, I think other than Star Trek Deep Space Nine and a bunch of Grange Hills, I've not really watched that much. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of music, so I've dug out a lot of Tangerine Dream, so I've been listening to a lot of that lately. Good choice. Um, A lot of M83. (laughs) I've been annoying the neighbours next door because they've still been annoying us with their builders and dogs barking and stuff, so it's like, right, fine. I'm just going to listen to music while I've been on nights. It's like, right, let's let's put the music up really (laughs) flipping loud until 22.59, and then I'll turn it down, because that's your legal limit. Yes. Um, So, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. So what have you got planned for the coming week, Rob? I know you've been busy on Secret Project, which uh, I'm enjoying seeing, so well done on that. It's looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, more Secret Project um, and um, more websites for, for more people. Um, uh, they seem to be piling up. I, I think That's I've good. got um, five WordPress websites to build now. Nice. Um, so... Nice. So no no rest for the wicked. Um, <laughs> I would like to uh, get some, um, you know, movies in. So uh, you know, I, I, I might go back to to trying to watch some of those. Yeah. Um, and there'll be more Star Trek because there's always more Star Trek. I seem to be <laughs> headed back into a nostalgia sort of phase. I think that's my escapism coming back. It's like I want to watch things that I haven't seen since. Yeah. I was a kid, so Bob sent me this amazing email uh, earlier on in the week where it was 101 films are doing a, a sale. So I'm like, <laughs> the first thing I did, Bob, signed up for the newsletter. Give me that newsletter. And cool. I ordered Space Hunter <laughs> Adventures in the Forbidden Zone from 1984, oh. which was a film I saw when I was 13. I saw it in 3D. <laughs> and uh, I love that film. Oh, wow. I'm sure I'm going to watch it now going... Why the hell did I go see this three times in in two weeks <laughs> at the cinema? But I'm hoping it's a lot of fun. And I ordered Clive Barker's Lord of Illusion, which was a film I saw when I was when I was an oh. adult. But that was the ones I bought off uh, off 101. And I'm waiting for the Criterion. It happened one night. Uh, the Fisher King and Last Temptation of Christ. They are all apparently on the way and should have been here today, but didn't show up. So you know, I'm just I'm headed back into all films right. of my past at the minute. Just watch them on uh, on the projector, oh, and uh, it makes it all worthwhile. Yes. And I got wonderful. I got wonderful. Sc- I'm waiting to see where mine are. I know they were shipped two it's days awful, ago. It's awful, isn't it? Who did you buy? Oh, from 101. Yeah, well, they yeah. come with standard delivery, don't they? Mine got shipped a couple of days ago as well. Uh-huh. So yours. So it could be tomorrow it or Friday. Should be tomorrow. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for tomorrow for you. Uh, so that'll <laughs> be good. But uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. So what about you, Bob? What's coming for your coming week i have an emily weekend which is yep. good um other than that uh not a lot really uh we're uh, at the moment we're trying to sort out a holiday for next okay. year so that's going to be if that comes off that's going to be which part epic. of next year <laughs> that's always a risky question people you got to plan a holiday for next year and people go ooh really so we we live in that world now well, we're hoping kind of well we're trying to tie it in with Emily's school holidays so that she yes. can come 
So we're hoping for uh, kind of you know, one of the school holidays. And um, if it comes off, it's going to be pretty epic because uh, it's basically a trip to Japan. Wow. Ooh. Very so, nice. Yeah. So watch this space. My <laughs> next my next holiday will be to Clandidno to see Rob. That was uh, that was actually. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Well, we were supposed to do one in November, but then you know <laughs> lockdown. In fact, October actually, I think it was originally planned that maybe even September. Yeah. Who knows? But that sort of fell through. So, you know, that that's our next trip is to get down there and see Rob. So, missing waffles. So I need need some waffles. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's many years since I've been to that. It's many years since I've been to Clandidno. It's like twenty nine. Yeah. When did? No, it's not been that far. (laughs) Did we make it down there last year? But I think we did. Yeah, we did. So it's 2019, I think, was the last time. Because I dropped your Christmas presents off, didn't I, Rob? That was last year, wasn't it? I thought it It was. I have no idea of concept anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to 2020, where you just lose all ideas. It's absolutely crazy. It's like, I've got two more paychecks till Christmas. It's like, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, need to do Christmas stuff. Buy post a lot of it. So not all of it, but some of it. So it's, it's funny. Well, game. this is it. I mean, we're getting at the point now that I think there's only about two or three weekends that I'll have Emily before yes. Christmas. Yeah. Now, so I, I have been pushing her for a while to say, okay, you know, kind of what what are you kind of asking Santa for this year? <laughs> yeah. Let's get some ideas for presents. What if somebody asks you that? And sort of you, Rob, and you, Bob, because as adults, mm-hmm. I'm terrible. If somebody says to me, what do you want for Christmas? I'll be like, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, my mum always does. <laughs> yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah. And I, I'm lucky insofar as this year I've actually got that really? sorted. Wow. See, I have oh, no yeah. idea. That's always asking me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not bothered. Where secretly I am. Well, this is it. Someone like you, I'm very. Someone like you is quite easy to buy for. Yeah. Same with Rob. He'd be easy to buy for or whatever. But, you know, I've got things, people like my sister. Yeah. True. <laughs> Whatever you yeah. buy, your sister's going to be wrong, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's, oh, you know, like, what'd you get me that for? Yan- Yankee candle. Yeah. Problem Yankee solved. candles in a sanctuary bath set or whatever. It's pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, not the other way around. <laughs> but say I was, and this is not me asking you, because I, I can usually work out what to get you, Bob, and you, Rob, would be relatively yeah. easy as well. But if I was to say, right, so Bob, what do you want for Christmas? Would you instantly go, well, actually, I'm thinking of getting it, or would you struggle? No, I think if you basically ask me, what what would you like? Yeah, I've got a, a general idea of how much you would be kind of willing yeah. to I mean, bearing in mind, bearing in mind so, the pound shops are closed now at the minute because they're not as Well, this is it, yeah. But, uh, if they were yeah, open. You, you, you <laughs> can, yeah, you can still kind of get stuff from CEX. I just have to count in the postage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I wouldn't pay the postage. That cost extra money. I'd go in and get it. I'd be like, Annette, go to CEX. Go and get me this. Go and get me this thing for Bob. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, basically, I, I, it might take me a couple of days, but I'd end up sending you a... a a list and saying anything off the now what do you prefer though do you prefer going thank you for that thing off the list or do you prefer the oh i didn't know that was good i prefer the surprise thing i like both i mean it, i'd be really bored if everything kind of wrapped up and under the tree on christmas day 
was things that I'd asked yeah. for. Mm. Uh, conversely, I'd be a bit freaked out if everything under there was stuff that I had no yeah. idea. Because I know what some people would probably buy me if they didn't get any yeah. hints. <laughs> Yeah, and there's only so many pairs of socks. There is, isn't there? I mean, socks are nice. You got thanks for that. They're practical, but socks really. Yeah, but after yeah, that's the neither of one. those yeah, are presents where you open them and you go, "Oh my god, you got me socks and aftershave!" <laughs> wow, you can't fake happiness. And even though you're quite happy, no. you're like, "I'm, I'm genuinely happy that you bought me socks and aftershave." That's very nice, but you don't, you don't phone your mates up and go, "Oh my god, guess what I got." It's not one of them sort of presents. I've got three pairs Sorry. of socks. And a, 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 but can you imagine? Um, Ego Rob present for you. Oh, okay. Open it up. Wow. You you got me, me socks and aftershave. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. You got me turn, it, turn it over, Rob. <laughs> turn it over. Signed by Tony, yeah, Tony. Todd. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tony Todd different. socks. That may be a thing. I might uh, get him to open up an Etsy store. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here, here's a question. So, Rob, would you find it easy if I said, Rob, what do you want for Christmas? Oh yeah, I, I really. See, I struggle because I, a, I don't know what the person's budget is, and I don't want to be cheeky going. Well, actually, quite like a new PlayStation, <laughs> or quite like a PS5, or or a 4K projector or something. You never know what the budget is. Or whether it sounds well, cheap, yeah, so I'm, I'm always. I, I think I, I just like aim on the on the cautionary side and get something about you know, tenner. Yeah. There you go. Here's some uh, some cool things because, um, for example, um, and, and by all means, I'm, I'm not saying go and buy me some um, <laughs> of this because I've already got my mum on that for for, for me this, <laughs> yep. this Christmas. But um, Royal Mail have just come out with Star Trek stamps. No, have I you seen not, it? No. Epic. Yeah, their, their new thing is Star Trek, so they've got limited edition stuff. Um, you know, the, the the first day covers and everything, which are always about kind of a tenner. Um, then you've got kind of um, the the uncut stamp sheets. You've got um, limited edition um, prints of um, stamps um, framed um, in a larger size. So they've got like kind of the captains you can buy in that okay. range and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know... and and whilst there is stuff on there that you can buy for like a hundred pounds because it's limited edition and collectible, there's plenty of stuff on there that, that range from probably about eight quid upwards. And if those stamps just come out, um, they've yeah, just probably, um, about two weeks ago, I, I saw them first. Hermes have been using them for a while and they've got on it to boldly go where no parcel has ever gone before. And I don't, you know, that's that's something they've been doing for, for several years, I believe. Um, but Bob got one that ended oh, yeah. up in a coal bunker, didn't it? Very strange. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, the number of people, though, on, on social media that complain about herpes, sorry, Hermes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of my friends has recently had one where I was expecting a parcel, it didn't turn up. I checked it up, it was signed mm-hmm. for, and they swore they delivered it. And so it's a case of yes, but if you have a look, yeah, I basically posted and said, yeah, but if you have a look at the signature, it'll look nothing no. like yours. And it will be signed for, strangely enough, probably by the delivery person mm-hmm. and thrown over a random hedge <laughs> or fence. Yeah. Some, if you're lucky, somewhere within three miles of yeah. your address. It's crazy. 
Crazy, so, crazy. So yeah. while we round up this episode, one story from each, what is the most, uh, or maybe two, um, either humorous or embarrassing Christmas story present thing that you've had? So, Bob, let's go with you first. Is there ever a, a funny or embarrassing Christmas gift tale that you've yep. got? Um, I, I'm pretty sure I've told this one before, but it's the dead yes. rabbit. I know that one. I don't know if Rob does, but yeah. But yeah, this was basically a case of, we're well, going back quite a few years, um, a close friend of mine uh, and his missus now, uh, it was before they had kids, uh, myself and another friend, basically, we had a trip out one day uh, over to the seaside, strangely enough, to Blackpool. And we had a, a nice trip out, what have you, did everything we wanted to, driving back in the evening, I'm kind of guessing it must have been later in the year because it was dark. And we came off the motorway to take the the path, you know, the usual roads that we would have back to the area where we lived in. And it was an unlit road. And we came off the motorway, slip road down, you know, speeds that you're normally doing, large roundabout. So, you know, it's nighttime, it's unlit, you can see if anything's coming around. So I didn't particularly slow down, you know, below, too much below, kind of, you know, 40 maybe, because it was the first exit, a nice, simple kind of, you know, left hand, sweeping left as well. So I'm doing about 40. Coming around, and momentarily, in the full beam headlights, because as I say, it was unlit, a rabbit. And... It was momentarily because the next thing you got was a little dump. Oh. And everything went quiet in the car. And uh, Jim's missus, Shell, basically said, Do you think it's dead? And I basically said, I kind of hope so because I think I ran over its head. (laughs) So that was the prelim to this. It came to Christmas that year. And oh God! <laughs> there was a present uh, that from Jim and Michelle, and I thought, "Oh, that's nice of them." <laughs> and um, opening it in front of all the family, I got to this in the pile of presents because we've all taken in turns. And I, un- you know, basically unwrapped it, and the shoebox. I thought that's really odd. They've bought me a, you know, set of Oxfords or whatever. I'm not going to complain. I took the lid off the shoebox, and inside was a handmade, gift-wrapped, cardboard coffin. And I thought, okay, this is kind of more up Jim's kind of, you know, style. So I took this out, took the lid off, and it was nicely lined in a really dark velvet. All this, you know, but he'd gone to town making this. And then, you know, wrapped it dark and everything. And inside was um, one of these beanie teddy bear type things. Of a rabbit lying in state. Its ears folded down. They've got some little kind of gypsum white flowers that was holding across its chest. <laughs> and he literally kind of lying there in state with its eyes closed and I just corpsed it if you pardon the pun <laughs> laughing and of course the family are yeah, the so hell? then you had to explain this whole dead rabbit I thing I had to then reiterate the story of the dead rabbit and all <laughs> this and uh, 
Yeah. So yeah, that was that was my one. <laughs> Rob, can you beat a r- rabbit corpse? <laughs> um, I- I'm gonna go um, kind of off on a tangent slightly and say that this wasn't a Christmas present, but it was a birthday present. That's yeah, good it works. Um, I must have been around Addy's age, about eight, and um, you know, as as you did um, at primary school, um, you know, if you got a good friend who, you know, had, had brought you a gift, usually, um, you know, if that gift was brought to you in school, you'd open it in front of the class. Yeah. So. Um, my my friend who lived on the same street as me had brought in a gift for me and um the, you know the teacher got me up you know it's it's robert's birthday you know and there's a, a present here from chris um so you know you you eagerly kind of tear off the wrapping paper and it was um you know like the hard plastic pencil case that would, like looked like a, a big chunky calculator yeah, or something yeah. like that yeah it was one of those and so you think, oh, a pencil case. Yeah. And there's something in it. Oh, so, okay. okay. Open up the pencil case. And obviously purchased by the parents, there was um, a, a pair of underwear pants oh. in there. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, you know, obviously oh. embarrassed beyond belief that somebody has bought you a pair of pants and you've just stood there in front of the class the whole and class said uh, said gift it was a very very embarrassing moment oh, that's a weird present it's not see i thought the dead rabbit was weird but that a pair of pants in a pencil case that's an odd one the, the worst the thing about the brown pants were that they oh, were brown yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> were they just that shade as well they were, but but not in one spot, just all over. <laughs> oh, that's, that's very strange. Yeah, that's just so wrong. <laughs> it, 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 you just wanted the ground to swallow you up. Oh. Well, mine is mine is nice yeah. and short. So one year, my dad said to me, he "said What do you want to get for Christmas?" And I went, "You don't have to worry about it. It's not a problem." And that year, I got nothing. So yeah, no. there you what? go. So oh, if anybody geez. ever says to you, "What do you want?" Don't say. Don't worry about it. You don't have to get me anything because they may not. And it was yes. like, um, just weird. And then at another time, I was friends with this family after I moved to England, and I went round to theirs on Christmas Day, and I must have spent two, three hundred quid on presents for the kids, for the both the parents. I spent a fortune, and they got me a nice four-pound poster to stick on the wall. I felt well embarrassed. It's like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hang on a minute. I'm sure they kind of cringed as well because I literally went around like Santa Claus with loads of, and I got a poster, which is about four quid. But, but, oh. um, uh, and then I think the final one is I got a PlayStation Vita from Everton. Everton bought me a PlayStation Vita one year and I opened it. I'm like, oh my God, I got a PlayStation Vita. This is absolutely amazing. And then I opened a present from my girlfriend at the time and she also got me a PlayStation Vita. So she had to sit there while I'm like, oh my god, look what Everton's bought me. That's amazing, knowing that, yeah, I'm getting another one in a few minutes. So I ended up with two of them. It's very strange. So, but yes, on, on that note, we shall end this Christmas episode in November. Um, but I just wanted to do an episode that was more positivity than 
ranting, raving, and just Horribly. feeling like crap. So we will yeah. try and do the same again next week. Um, who knows? It's a bit more positivity, Definitely. a bit more escapism for anybody who's uh, who's listening. So um, I wish you guys the very best for the coming week. I shall obviously speak to you periodically throughout the week, but. Uh, I will round out episode 547. So enjoy the rest of your evening and take care. Okay. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Christmas to you too, Rob. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) 